It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It is a nine Game win streak for the Orlando Magic. Why this is a win streak three years in the making and why it feels like very much just the start. We'll get to that today on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 2nd, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic run the win streak up to nine games. Why this is not about this year. It's not about these nine games. It is about all the work that came before it. How faith has been rewarded, belief has been rewarded for this Magic team to tie a franchise record. We'll also get into a little bit of the work that's still left to do for the Orlando Magic as they're starting to, again, show cracks in that foundation as they get ready to head on the road, back out on the road against the Brooklyn Nets on Saturday. Before we get to any of that, though, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you're listening to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload it, uh, whether it's a couple days after the game, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Don't forget, the Orlando Magic are right back to work Saturday night in Brooklyn against the Brooklyn Nets. And since it's not at the Amway Center, if you want to catch all the action, of the Orlando Magic's home radio broadcast, you got to check out the Magic's broadcast on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app, search Magic to find Jake Chapman's call of every Orlando Magic game. We're obviously in a celebratory mood. We should be. Like, you know, honestly, like, celebrate this moment. You know, 
so much of this is about the journey. I, like I, I'm, I'm a very big believer that the NBA more than any other sport is not about the destination. It is not about who wins the championship, although that is important. It is about the journey of getting there. It's about the journey of years of building, of growing, of failure, of success. It is the journey of getting to that moment. So please take a moment and there isn't much of one because there's another game Saturday. There's very rarely a moment to really celebrate and enjoy something. Take a moment to celebrate and enjoy this. What we witnessed Friday night, no matter how it looked, no matter whether we're satisfied with the way the team played or not, what we saw Friday night was something historic. Something that only three previous Magic teams in franchise history had done before. There's a nine. The last time the Magic won nine straight games was immediately after the Gilbert Arenas and Jason Richardson trades uh, in the in December 2010. This does not happen often, and the teams that have done this have all been special teams. You know, again, the the 2011 team was what it was. The 1995 team was what it was. The 2001 team also was a, a very solid team in a return to the playoffs for the Orlando Magic under tra- with Tracy McGrady. This team, too, is carving out its own path. So please take a moment and really celebrate and enjoy what this team has accomplished so far while still recognizing that there is still a lot more work to do. That's the message Jamal Mosley and the Magic. That's what the message Jamal Mosley has been trying to preach to his young team. Enjoy this moment. Enjoy these successes. Then begin to work on the next thing. And we're going to do that here today because this win streak, nine straight wins after 131-25 victory over the Wizards, this win streak is not about these last nine games. It's not. The Magic have done the work. They did the deed. They've done the job and, and deserve all the credit for it. But Mo Wagner had the best observation. This is not about what they've done over these nine games. It's about what they've done over the last three years. It's about the culture and attitude and approach that Jamal Mosley has instilled in his team. As much as Jeff Weltman and Jamal Mosley probably want to avoid some of these buzzwords, there is no other way to describe it. This moment and this season now, with the Magic sitting at 14 and 5, this season is the culmination of years of trial and error, of trust, of development. This season is truly about all the work the Magic have put in to get here. Because as, as Mo Wagner pointed out after the game and, and has pointed out several times during the season, as different as all of this feels to us, the only thing that's changed for the Magic are the results. For the Magic, their work, their approach has been the same day after day, game after game, year after year. This Magic team has always believed, has always felt that they could make that they could make waves in the NBA. That's the truth of it. They've always felt this was possible. And now they finally put those pieces together. 
Now they finally put it all together and they're seeing the fruit of their work. That doesn't mean the work before wasn't important. It was the foundation upon which everything was built. This is a win streak that is built upon these past two, these past two full seasons and, and, and the season so far this year. The trust that was built between Jamal Mosley and, and, and what he preached, saying, do the, you know, do these principles defensively and we will be successful. Everyone bought in, everyone believed, and they worked to get there. It's the trust that Mosley gave to his players to take ownership of this team. You know, Mosley's, you know, the Magic were on shaky ground for a good chunk of this game. We'll get to the details of the game here in a minute. The Magic were on shaky ground for a good chunk of this game. And we had not a clutch situation necessarily, but a close game heading into the fourth. And Jamal Mosley said, you know, there was a moment where, Pal, you know, Paolo, Franz, and Joe got together, made sure we got into the sets we needed to get into, and executed to score and executed to win. That's not the coach doing anything. You know, maybe mostly called the sets or called the formations he wanted, but he put his players in charge. And after years of making some mistakes and learning and, and taking that trust and learning what that trust means, they came through. Orlando got, you know, and again, Washington's not a good defensive team, but Orlando got bucket after bucket and grew in a situation where they have struggled this year, not two weeks ago. What this win streak has, has really represented is everything clicking. Everything that has been taught, has been preached, has been built upon. Suddenly the light bulb is on. Suddenly they see all that work that they've built upon, that they've grown with. Putting them in this spot. Putting them in this situation to grow, evolve, and develop. This Magic team has been through a lot, and they've talked about it, how they've been in, you know, not empty gyms, but energetic gyms, how they've dealt with losing streaks, how they've had to figure this league out. And they've had a great guy, Jamal Mosley. He didn't want to take the credit, but we're going to give it to him. He's empowered this team for this moment. And it's been something that has indeed been built over three years. And a credit to Jeff Waltman for sticking with this roster, for sticking with these players, for believing in them and their continuity would allow them to grow and become this team. Become a team that plays hard, that sacrifices for each other, that doesn't care who gets the glory as long as everyone comes out on top in the end. That's what happened Friday night. Yeah, Paolo and Franz had big games. Joe Ingles had a big game. Mo Wagner had a big game. That's not the part that mattered. The part that mattered is that all the work, all the principles, all the ideas blossomed into this game. Blossomed into this result, into this run. This is what good teams do. They stay patient, they have an idea, they have a philosophy, and they build on that philosophy until it all clicks. And then once it all clicks, you have your culture. You have the thing that your team will not waver on. 
And that's how teams get really good really fast. This Magic team is certainly a confluence of three years, two full years, of three seasons now of hard work, of believing in a future that was not always clear. And more importantly, making that future happen. So like I said, enjoy this moment. This is what a team looks like when it has been grown from the ground up. Because look, I've said it before. I covered the 20, 2011 team that won nine straight games. It didn't feel like this. And maybe that's because that was a team coming off of, you know, believing they were still a championship contender and that's what you're supposed to do. It didn't feel like this. I covered the 19 and 13 team that I've warned people about from 2015. It did not feel like this. And there are undoubtedly struggles coming. There's undoubtedly going to be some difficult times ahead. But this team is ready for it. And this nine-game win streak is proof that their culture has prepared them to handle it all. Adversity, success, handle it all. This is just the beginning. So let's celebrate this milestone. Let's celebrate this moment. And then let's do what the team's going to do and get back to work. That work, though, is substantial. We'll talk about the Orlando Magic struggles against the Washington Wizards. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Before we dive into the game, I want to remind you all that the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel is now on YouTube. The first 24-7 streaming sports channel on YouTube. Search for Locked On Sports Today to hear from local hosts like me talking about all the big stories around the sports world and then our national shows as well. Check it out today. Just search on YouTube for Locked On Sports Today. Okay, you can see from the score, 130-125. to 125, It was another game that was very, very similar uh, to the Magic's win over the Wizards on uh, on Wednesday, 139-120. to 120. It was very similar to the Magic's 130-117 to 117 win over the Charlotte Hornets. You can see by the scores, the defense is not doing so hot right now. Um, this was a game that was a major struggle for the, for the Magic. And frankly, I, I got to give a lot of credit to the Wizards, you know. Uh, you can listen to our friends at Locked On Wizards to hear things from their perspective. They played so much better in this game than they played on Wednesday. 
They were a lot more attentive and and purposeful defensively. Um, they had a defensive game plan. They stuck to it. They committed to it and forced the Magic to figure it out. And that was the struggle for Orlando for a good chunk of this game, is they simply could not figure out how to consistently beat this Wizards defense. And it's not that the Wizards were getting a ton of stops. Um, like, look, the Magic were still scoring at a, a steady drumbeat. But what the Wizards were able to do was they were able to crowd crowd players and turn, it felt like every miss and every turnover into either transition or secondary transition opportunities. Um, this Magic team had some struggle figuring this group out. And I think Orlando's going to be much happier to play a slower team. Um, Brooklyn is not necessarily a slower team, a slower-paced team. The Magic were kind of a little jittery throughout the game, and, and that's how they've been the last two, two games, two games against Charlotte and Washington, and then again on Friday against Washington in the second game. Um, the Wizards just kept putting pressure on Orlando. It, again, it was it was a really, really solid game from the Wizards. I have to give a lot of credit. They, they were doing a lot of nail help. They threw some zones. They mixed up their defenses. They forced the Magic to kind of slow down and think, and, and, and that's a big way you beat this team because when this team's thinking, they're not necessarily playing, they're not necessarily hooping, and that's when they're prone to make mistakes because they're trying to make the right plays. Everyone's trying to do the right things. Um, but this was a... You know, this was a game where the Magic got out physical. Like I gotta give the the Wizards were were. I don't like the soft hard thing, but the Wizards were not physical uh, in Wednesday's game. Orlando just out muscled them and did whatever they wanted. This game, Washington dictated tempo a lot, and and, and especially for them, that's a big thing. They were really really good at being physical without fouling. The Magic were not throughout most of the game. Um, they were really good at putting bodies around drivers, especially at the nail, especially at the free throw line, um, and forcing the Magic to make either tough shots over defense, over def- over contest, over defense, or to make difficult kickout passes and, or contested kickout passes. And so again, Washington came in with a very good game plan. They largely executed that game plan well, um, but Orlando still had to kind of figure it out and. and Eventually they did. Um, so, you know, I, I got to give Orlando that credit. Um, and I think this is a huge point of growth for this team because as much as there's struggle in this game, there's still a lot of growth. Um, Orlando Orlando grew. They figured they had to figure out the defense. They had to figure things out. And then they largely did. So, you know, I, I got to give them that credit. They largely figured out what Washington was trying to do. A lot of baseline cutting, you know, that 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 baseline cut from Anthony Black was fantastic. Jalen Suggs caught it a few times. Um, the Magic found gaps behind the defense a lot. They just had to get there. And then eventually in the fourth quarter, Orlando was just executing flawlessly. They reckon, you know, again, they everyone recognized the defense. They found pockets, they cut into space. They they, they took they they dominated the game by the fourth quarter. So just it just it you know not, Orlando never blew this game open. Washington was making enough shots. Orlando didn't shoot nearly as well as they did on Wednesday, um, but they still got 35 assists in the game, a season high. They still were moving the ball really, really well. Um, it was just about okay, we got to string enough shots together, and we got to get some stops. And honestly, that's still the big concern. Like turnovers were a concern in this game, but the concern in this game was still the Magic's defense has slipped a little bit. You know, they, they entered the game league, they entered the game still third in the league in defensive rating. So it's not like they're slipping to oblivion, but they gave up a lot of points in the paint. Um, you know, you know me, I, I go to my box, I go to my box score here. 
And, and I, I, I tell you the stats that I look at almost immediately and points in the paint is probably the biggest one. Orlando still won points in the paint, 60 to 54. They had 62, I think, on Wednesday. So again, Washington is a team that gives you a large margin for error. No offense to our to our Wizards friends that are listening to the show. The Wizards give you a large margin for error. They played a very good game. They have a lot to be very happy with. They, they redeemed themselves from a very bad effort on Wednesday. But they give you a large margin for error. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to take some bad shots. You can force them into bad shots, and, and Orlando did. Um, they will settle for bad shots, too. Um, the Magic had to keep them off the free throw line. That was one of their big struggles. But they, you know, they they have to fig- they have to get back to being the hard nosed paint defense team that they are. The deflections were down. Orlando still forced fourteen turnovers and six uh, for sixteen points. They had six steals, eight blocks. So I mean, it's not like Orlando is doing terrible at this. But they got to make sure they're getting deflections. They got to make sure they're being disruptive. They got out leveraged at the point of attack a lot. You know, on ball reversals, Orlando was closing out way too hard um, and, and, and giving giving up angles straight to the basket. And, and again, that's forcing rotation. It's allowing ball movement. That's that's something that has to be corrected. Um, so, you know, Orlando's, I don't want to say let go of the rope, but they've gotten a little lax. Um, they know it. You know, everyone has talked about, you know, several players have talked about it. Mo Wagner's talked about it. I know Jalen Suggs has talked about it a little bit. Dave, Dave laxed a little bit defensively and, you know, they're playing opponents where a, that's easy to do because they play so fast and B they're playing opponents that give, that give them that, 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 uh, margin of error. I mean, I think we all knew entering this week, two games against Washington, a game against Charlotte. We knew that this was going to be as big of a challenge as anything to see if the magic could keep their focus, keep their intensity and still win the games. Um, again, you learn lessons while winning. They won the games. At the end of the day, that's all that really matters. We're sitting on a nine-game win streak. The Magic took care of their business. You know, their losses are to good teams. Um, you know, losing to Dallas, that's fine. Losing to Atlanta, that's okay. Uh, losing to Brooklyn, that's okay. That's three. Losing to Clippers, that's okay. Losing to Lakers, that's okay. Um, they're not losing to bad teams. Lakers, Clippers on the road, Hawks in Mexico City, Dallas, the only loss at the Amway Center. Um, so, they're taking care of their business against these teams. And, and this was a professional win. Um, it was closer than you probably wanted to be. It was not as clean as you wanted to be, but you know, Mo Wagner said it really well after the game. Um, you gotta enjoy the, you gotta enjoy the ugly ones too. Did magic were forced out of their game and they still found a way to win. And, and I think that's, you know, so much of the season for the magic is about growing and learning and understanding. I mean, it's again, building on the previous two seasons, but still looking ahead to what this team is going to become when, you know, we all hope and believe they will be among the title contenders. It's going to happen. You know, it, it might happen sooner than later. Things certainly seem to be happening faster than we think. Um, so, you know, players are talking about it. We've got to play to a standard. You know, I asked Jamal Mosley about that, you know, saying like, hey, you know, a lot of players over the last couple of days have said, you know, the last two games, we didn't really play to our to our standard. You know, we didn't do what we need to do defensively. And I asked him directly, like, is this a sign of growth that the team understands that, is verbalizing it at least, and understanding, hey, we got to play to a standard. We're not, we're not playing the Wizards. We're playing to our standard. And Mosley said, yeah, that that is absolutely a sign of growth for this team, that they understand for us to be successful, we do X, Y, Z. And if we do X, Y, Z, regardless of whether we win or lose, 
we're doing the right things. And more often than not, if you do X, Y, Z, you're going to win. Um, right now, the team's doing X and Y, maybe not even Y, um, but they're still winning these games. And, and, and that that is an important point of growth too. They're going to get humbled at some point. It's probably going to be tomorrow. It's probably going to be today against the Nets, but um, they're going to get humbled at some point. You know, they know the lo- they know the loss is coming. Um, they're not going to win 67 games in a row or whatever it is. Um, but they want to keep this rolling as long as they can. And, and again, it is a skill to win however you need to win. The Magic won in a track meet. Great. They, they've done that the last three games. They, they can do that. They can win a 97-96 game against the Bulls. They can win any way they need to win. And to have that skill, and again, the quality of the competition on uh, these last three games hasn't been the greatest. But that ability to do that, it's better to know that you can do that. The ability to do that is a good thing for this young team. We know there's a lot of work to do. We know there's a long way to go this season. We know there is that they they have to prove that they can make this offense, especially travel. And they're going to have the opportunity to do that up in Brooklyn on Saturday. And a tough back-to-back that's going to be as big of a test as anything. Honestly, if the Magic beat the Nets on Saturday, it will be the most impressive win of the season. This is not easy back-to-back. Magic are trying to book it after the game uh, to catch their flight. Let's go over the box score. We'll do that coming up here in just a moment. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. As we do after every game, we're going to go over the final box scores. The Orlando Magic defeat the Washington Wizards 130 to 125 to win their ninth straight victory. Again, only four teams now in Magic history have won nine straight games. That would be the 2024 Orlando Magic, which we are experiencing right now. The 2011 Orlando Magic, which happened right after the trades when the Magic acquired Gilbert Arenas and uh, Jason Richardson. Uh, the 2001 Orlando Magic won nine straight, big part of their playoff push to get the seven seed um, in Tracy McGrady's first year with the Magic. And then the 1995 team, which you know we all we all know the 1995 team, that probably perhaps the greatest team in Magic history. I wouldn't say that, but um, very very good team in Magic history. Obviously, one of the most beloved teams in Magic history. Um, this team is in the company of playoff teams. And like we've said, we're playing to a playoff standard now. We are no longer a play-in team. We're no longer hoping for scraps. This team should feel like it is going to be competitive in the Eastern Conference. Maybe not at the tippy top of the Eastern Conference, but there's no reason right now 
to sit here and think Orlando is not in the same class as a New York, as a Miami, as a Cleveland, as an Atlanta, as an Indiana. That is the group they're playing with. And look, one of those teams or two of those teams are going to be in the play-in. The Magic should feel at the very least they're in the 7-8 game, if not outright in the top six. And, and again, we're going to get that test. The Magic play the Knicks later in the month. They play the Nets this weekend, obviously. They play the Cavs a couple times in the next couple of weeks. We're going to see a lot of these teams. We're going to be able to test ourselves against some of these teams. Let's go on to the box score, though. Another 30-point game for Franz Wagner, 31 points, 9 for 17, shooting 12 for 14 from the line, 7 rebounds, 8 assists. Um, a little bit of a struggle to get going for Franz, and he just clipped over 30 at the very end, getting to the foul line. But I loved his aggression from the start. He was going to get to the basket. Um, he missed a couple of mid-range runners, but from there, he made sure he got to the basket every time he down the floor. Did a great job getting around defenders, out leveraging them, being patient, using his you know physicality. Like he's he's he is seeking out contact so much more this year. He did a great job just being a downhill attacker. And again, Washington's going to leave that lane wide open. You know, he's got three 30-point games. You know, Charlotte, Washington, not great defenses. You got to take advantage of those. Again, it's, it's better to know that a player can do something than can't. He he just he just took them out. Like that, that uh, I mean, but there's a stretch. There's stretches in the game where Franz just scored at will and, and he cut so well and the Magic found him on some of those cuts as well. To me, the real star, star of this game was Paolo Bancaro. 28 points, 11 for 20 shooting, 3 for 4 from deep, only 3 free throws. That was probably his biggest frustration of the game. 13 rebounds, 7 assists. Um, a couple of turnovers, um, you know, still something to improve on. But look, Paolo was just so patient. Um, he's at a point where if he's got a step-in jumper, I, I it's going in. Like, if he has to take one dribble to a mid-range step-in, it's going in. If it's a spot-up three, it's going in. His shot has come such a long way, and that's just added to the to how dynamic his game is. He's got to do a better job kind of attacking quickly. You know, he's not getting the foul calls that he is used to getting and, and that you could see the frustration on, on him. But, God, he's just so big and strong. Like, he just overpowers people at the rim. Like, you think you have him stopped, and he just hangs there, changes the angle of the shot, and still gets it in. It's 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 unreal. And now with his passing ability, he was active on the glass at, at both ends. Just, like, he just dominates man it's it's so much fun to watch it's been so much fun to watch this kid grow up and, and and become this kind of a player um and obviously he's still got a long way to go but another especially bouncing back from a bad game on Wednesday just a, a great game from Paolo and, and again just what we expect from him every night uh Jalen Suggs 15 points five for nine shooting two for six from three four assists for him three steals two blocks as always Jalen Suggs just everywhere um, the three-point shots come such a long way. Like a two-for-six night is disappointing, but you you believe that he's going to hit every single one of those shots now. Um, that's such a big, big boost for this team and obviously a huge boost for Suggs. You know, he's just so good at being aggressive and his defense is just otherworldly. He had a, he had a possession late in the fourth quarter where Kyle, he was on Kyle Kuzma and Kuzma tried to set up a pick and roll with Daniel Gafford and Jalen Suggs just refused to be screened by Gafford. He was just shooting in front of the screen. He was just just cutting through the screen, making sure that screen was not effective and just completely blew up the play by himself. Um, Washington's a heavy ISO team. Uh, and so Suggs did just, uh, 
you know, when Suggs is just in that kind of God mode defensively, there's just, there's just nothing you can do. Um, he's just so energetic. And, and again, you just feel he is the heartbeat of this team. He makes a big play, especially at home. He's turning to the crowd, getting them up. You know, he, he just brings the energy to everyone. And again, you want him to bring that bravado on the road too, because he brings everybody's energy up. You know, I say this every game about him, but it's just, it's just so true. A really good game from Jalen Suggs. Um, Anthony Black even had a good game. Six points, two for four shooting. I want to give him a shout out. Three assists. Really solid game. One block. Did some nice cutting around along the baseline. Hit a three. Really solid game from Anthony Black. Again, the Magic's still very lim- much limiting his playing time. Only 23. He had 23 minutes in the game. He played more than usual. Um, but they're, they're kind of really doing a good job keeping his role simple. And he's succeeding in that role. Off the bench. 18 points for Mo Wagner. Eight for 13 shooting. Six rebounds for him. Again, just does his thing around the basket, making sh- making shots there. Um, not really venturing too far out of the paint, although he, you know, will take a few threes here and there. He's just so efficient and so smart with his rolling to the basket. He catches the ball so smoothly, um, is able to corral it, finish on the run. Just a really high level pick and roll player, and the Magic have obviously used him to full effect, especially with the way the Wizards were playing. Again, the Wizards were playing a lot of two three. Um, they played a one two two at one point. They had a lot of man where essentially they had. Two guy, the two guys on the wing crash the nail. Um, and the nail is the free throw is like the free throw line. If you've ever been on a basketball court, the nail is there's usually they they put a little dot over the free throw around the free throw line or on the free throw line that aligns directly with the center of the basket. That's the nail. Uh, so whenever you you know New Orleans is a heavy nail defense. Um, New Orleans likes to put their help defender at the middle of the free throw line to turn all drives to the middle. Um, and allow them to allow the center to recover, allow whoever's there to recover when you make that pass. Washington was kind of doing a super nail defense. Anytime the Magic got the ball in the middle of the floor, they had two, three guys crashing that player, and then it was just incumbent on that player to make the right decision. Um, Again, there's a lot of space behind the defense. The Magic caught uh, backdoor cuts along the baseline, you know, three or four times throughout the course of the game. Um, There was a lot of space for the Magic to operate. They just had to withstand the pressure and get to it. And again, that's why they shot 51.7% from floor. They, you know, they missed some threes out of it, out of those kickouts. Um, so, you know, Washington made a little bit of a bet. It's a bet. I think a lot of teams are willing to make with this team. Um, we're not surprised we'd be seeing some more pressure defense in the paint. Like we saw in this one. Um, Joe Engel is a really solid game as well. 14 points, seven assists, five for 11 shooting three for seven from deep. He's found his groove guys. Like, you know, I think I think Magic fans are finally, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season, he was really struggling with a shot. Magic fans were like, what is Joe Ingles doing out there? I know I sat here and said, hey, guys, he's passing the ball really well. He's organizing the team. Give The shot will come around. Don't worry about it. He is doing some really, really good things. We, we've seen that blossom here in this, in this win streak. Like, he's the point guard of the second unit. It ain't Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony's playing off the ball. Joe Ingles is making a lot of decisions. And, and I still joke with people, if you want to fix a magic lineup, put Joe Ingles in it. He's just so smart and so good and, and just makes the right play all the time. Um, you know, again, maybe some layups, some drives that need to go down for him, but just a really awesome game. Cole Anthony, surprisingly quiet, only eight points, three for nine shooting, uh, one for six from three. Um, you know, that was just, he had a quiet game. It's not, it's not his game. Again, Washington played really physically. Um, you know, again, just a really physical game on both ends. It took Orlando a while to match that physicality. Once they did, they dominated this game. And, and that's, that's clear in the numbers. 
Um, Orlando with 10 offensive rebounds. They score 16 second chance points. They were even on second chance points with Washington. Um, outscored Washington 60-54 in the paint. They shoot 30 for 54 in the paint. Washington just 27 for 46. So again, paint defense, a major concern. For Orlando, usually one of their strengths. Uh, Kyle Kuzma with 27 points. Daniel Gafford with 18. Jordan Poole with 14. Tyus Jones with 13. Corey Kispert with 15 points. Uh, Landry Shamit with 13. And Bilal Koulibaly, the rookie, Koulibaly, I believe, with 12 points for the Wizards. Washington shoots 50.6%. So, you know, Orlando's giving them some high field goal percentages. They usually make up for that by forcing a lot of turnovers, limiting threes, not, not sending the team to the line. 13 for 28 shooting from three. 22 for 31. Washington is not good at getting to the line. They had back-to-back games where they got 30 free throw attempts. Um, really poor defense, really poor uh, job, just not just, you know, avoiding fouling. You got to defend without fouling. That usually means a late rotation, um, a reach in, just kind of lazy play. Magic got to eliminate those. They got to get back to being really strong defensively. They can't, they can't be fouling. Like that's, that's such a big, the big thing. You know, they got, they still won the free throw battle. They were 26 or 33 from the line. A lot of those free throws came in the second half. Orlando really struggled to get to the line and kind of be that part of their identity. So again, you look at the things that the Magic have to check off. Points in the paint, they won. Free throw battle, they won. Second chance points, they were even. Fast break points, they lost. Turnovers, you know, 15 turnovers for 16 Washington points. 14 Washington turnovers for 16 Magic points. We could call that a draw. This is a team that that gave the Magic a wide margin for error. They took that margin for error almost to its breaking point. They won fairly comfortably. I know it was only a five-point margin, but you know Orlando, Orlando has to improve. Like again, I mentioned this after Sunday's game. I mentioned this after Wednesday's game. We're playing to a standard now. You know, you play if the Magic play the way they played Friday night in a playoff game, they're going to lose. That's what we have to be thinking now. And I, I know we're in the middle of a nine-game win streak. We want to enjoy it. We want to celebrate it. We want to be happy about it. Now we got to be thinking about the big prize. Um, is these tournaments done? Now we got to think about the big prize of okay, what does a playoff series look like for this team? What do they have to do to be successful at the playoffs, and how do we grow to get there? That's what this is all about. So if it sounds like I'm being critical, it's because we know, you know, we don't know, but we know that this team has to keep reaching a higher level, and so they have to start cleaning up these mistakes. They're getting away with it now, but they're going to have to clean up these mistakes to get to the level they ultimately want to be at. Luckily, the work begins Saturday as the Orlando Magic take on the Brooklyn Nets. The Orlando Magic, once again, extend their franchise-tying win streak, franchise-record-tying win streak to nine games with a 130-125 to 125 victory over the Washington Wizards. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, tune in, hit my Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the personal podcasts to your podcast enable listening device related to the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Don't forget too, to check out my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Hub for even more Orlando Magic content. I put extra articles up there. I do video breakdowns and my exclusive at the buzzer thoughts and takeaways from every game on my Patreon page. Check it out today, patreon.com slash Hub. And thank you all again for your support. Don't forget to check out the Locked On On Sports Today YouTube channel, 24-7 sports channel, covering all the major events. Get your college football fix, get your NFL fix, get your NBA fix, 
all on the Locked On Sports Today channel. Check it out on YouTube, the only 24-7 streaming sports channel on YouTube. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.